Why is it important to read the book of Revelation? And what are the keys to understanding it? Stay tuned for the opinions of 13 Bible prophecy experts. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. We have a very special treat in store for you, because over the next few weeks we're going to share with you the opinions of 13 Bible prophecy experts concerning various questions related to the book of Revelation. I think you will find these interviews fascinating and very informative. The interviews were conducted at a National Bible Prophecy Conference that was held in the Dallas, Texas area. In this program we're going to seek the answers to two questions about the book of Revelation. The first is related to the fact that most Christians have never even read the book of Revelation. So the question for our experts is this, why is it important to read the book of Revelation? Book of Revelation is our blessed hope. That's Titus chapter 2 verse 13 where Paul says we ought to be looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. God did not give us the book of Revelation to intimidate us or scare us, but to show us that there is a blessed hope at the end of that book. And that's the coming of Jesus Christ back to uh, this earth. Uh, there's a blessing for reading the book of Revelation. That's Revelation 1-3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things that are written therein for the time is at hand. So if John could say the time was at hand 2,000 years ago, then how close can it be 2,000 years later? So Christians should not be intimidated when studying or reading the book of Revelation. It's our blessed hope. David, I want to give you four reasons right out of the Bible. These are reasons that God gave. And I will read from the book of 2 Peter, Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So four reasons right there. He says prophecy is sure, it's certain, it's reliable, it's accurate. He says you would do well to take heed, meaning you would be wise to pay attention to it. And this is what God is telling people, you would be wise to pay attention to it. He says that it is like a light. It, it helps people understand other passages of Scripture. It helps people understand current events. And he says it was given by the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so accurate. It was given by God or the Holy Spirit. I would like to add a 5, 6, and 7, and 8 to this. And number 5 would be that all Scripture, and that would include the book of Revelation, all Scripture is profitable. And then the uh, fifth one would be, the sixth one would be, that if God had not wanted us to know what is in the book of Revelation, all he had to do was to leave it out of the book of Revelation. But he put it in the book of Revelation and it, because he wants us to know what is there. And then another reason that I would uh, tell people is that God promised to bless those who read, hear, and keep the words of Scripture in the book of Revelation. So if a person doesn't know what's there, they're going to miss a blessing. 
And then the final reason that I would give is that God gave the scriptures to the church. And it's the church's responsibility to interpret the scriptures and to teach others what is in the scriptures. And those who are not doing that, they're not meeting their responsibilities. I believe they should read it because it's the only book in the Bible that has a promise of blessing on it for those that read it. Uh, another thing, too, that I, I think is that it's the only book in the Bible that literally gives us uh, the, the, the close of world history. Uh, we can actually uh, see what God has planned for man in the future in that book. Well, the most obvious answer is because it's part of God's Word, and we're not to overlook any part of God's Word. Uh, also, the book of Revelation uh, promises to the readers and the hearers and those who keep the things written in Revelation a special blessing from God. So there's a special blessing promise for those who read and study the, the Revelation. Uh, but most importantly is because I think the Revelation gives us some wonderful promises to look forward to. Uh, sure, the biggest part of it is related to the tribulation, which obviously has nothing to do with the church per se. But uh, beyond the tribulation, we'll begin to in chapter 20 talking about the millennial kingdom. And beyond that, the eternal ages of ages, the new heaven and the new earth. What a glorious future that we have, Brother Dave, that God has promised us. And the idea is that even though there are hard times to come, you know, like a great novel, it ends with, and they live happily ever after. And we're, we're going to live happily ever after with our Lord Jesus. And so, I mean, uh, there's a lot. And, it, and, it's, and it's never been exhausted. You can't exhaust it, the study of the Revelation. So there's, there's a lot of great reasons to, to study it. Uh, a lot of people think it's too hard to understand, but it's not. It's, it's, it was written for all of God's people. Well, people should read the book of Revelation for, there's a lot of reasons why people should do that, but I think one of them is, a very basic one is in Revelation 1-3, there's a blessing uh, there, a beatitude. There's seven beatitudes in the book of Revelation, but the first one is, blessed are those who, uh, the one who uh, reads this book, who hears what's in it, and who, who applies it to their life, or who does it. And uh, it's been called, uh, Revelation has the blessing book. And so, you know, it's the only book in the Bible that has this kind of a specific blessing stated there. And so if we want God's blessing, we hear that book, we read it, we understand it, we do what it says. And also, too, you know, just the book of the Revelation is the book that tells us where this world's going. Uh, Franklin uh, Roosevelt years ago in his first inaugural address uh, said about uh, the United States or this world we live in. He says, uh, we don't know where we're going, but we're well on our way. And uh, that's kind of the way people see the world today. You know, we're, we don't know where we're going, but we're well on our way. And the book of Revelation tells us where we're going, where this world's headed. Kind of like the, the book of Genesis tells us how everything started, everything began. The book of Revelation gives us the consummation of history. To me, it's, it's just a great comfort uh, for us to know where this world we live in is headed. Because God wrote it. They should read it because that's, it's part of the Bible. You, you can't understand you can't take part of, 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 a, of a thought and expect to, take, to get the entire import from just half that thought. The book of the Revelation deals with what amounts to the most important period in human history. This is the period where all of God's plans come together. They come to fruition in one place. Uh, this is the place where the Lord judges a Christ-rejecting world. And this is the place where the Lord keeps His promise uh, for the national redemption of Israel. And the way that He does it is such a marvelous, uh, it's such a marvelous story 
as well as being as well as giving us details about the things that we need to know before the rapture because I believe the rapture takes place before we go into the tribulation period. Our guests are responding to the question, why is it important to read the book of Revelation? Well, my feeling about it is those first three verses just would absolutely draw you to to read it. And I think the very first verse reminds you um, that Jesus Christ is the very central person of prophecy. And therefore, because of that in itself, you would, you would want to read it. And then the next couple of verses opens up to us, for example, that he gives a clear purpose of prophecy. He begins to open things up and tell us about the nearness of prophecy and about the sureness of prophecy. And then he comes to another point where he gives us a comforting um, promise of prophecy, that wonderful promise, if you read and heed this word, there's a blessing that will come to you. And eventually he gives us this certain performance of prophecy, if I could put it like that. The time is at hand, and that gives you an urgency, gives you a desire to say, I, I need to know more about this. If Jesus is speaking, then I need to be listening to what he's saying. Reading the book of Revelation is like reading the end of any good book. Uh, you don't want to start through into the front of the book and never get to the end of the story. Or as Paul Harvey used to often say, get to the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is that Jesus who died for our sins and rose from the dead is coming again. And the question is, is he coming for you? And the answer is in the book of Revelation. There could be many reasons. Uh, I've leveled my response to two. Second, uh, Second Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. And that would include the book of Revelation. And then uh, there's also the issue about uh, Revelation 1-3 where it says, Read and heed. Uh, so Revelation is a book that instructs us in righteousness. It gives us an incentive to seek righteousness. And so without it, there's not this urgency that Jesus is coming and you got to be ready to meet him. Because uh, we're commanded in the Bible to uh, study, to show ourselves approved by God, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so uh, just uh, since Revelation is a part of the Bible, we are, of course, uh, uh, commanded to read the Revelation. Plus, uh, the Revel book of Revelation itself is uh, said to be a blessing to those who read it and keep the things that are written therein. And uh, it's another reason for studying the book of Revelation. Uh, it's also uh, given as a word of comfort. Prophecy in general and Revelation in particular is given as a, wor as a word of comfort for the believer. Uh, just as in five, Thessalonians 5, 9 when it says that uh, that we are to be comforted by the, the knowledge that we are not appointed to wrath. Well, the revelation tells us that Jesus is coming again in power and glory. So uh, those are some very good reasons, in my view, to study Revelation. Uh, the book of Revelation is not something to be afraid of. In fact, it's the, the one book uh, that the Lord says you get a blessing from it. So why would people be afraid of getting a blessing from the Lord? And it's, uh, I think they feel that way because they think it's hard to understand or they don't, they, people have scared them away from it. 
I've had many people tell me, I, I just, I'm just too afraid to uh, look at the book of Revelation. So uh, I, it's, a, it's a misunderstanding. It's a, uh, I think it's a satanic blindness that has come over people. It's, it's, it's a book that spells the, the doom and the end of Satan. So he certainly doesn't want people uh, to read the book of Revelation. Revelation is part of the Bible. And just being part of the Bible implies an inherent need uh, to read it. And if you look at the first chapter in the very first verse, you see that God gave Jesus uh, the revelation for us to show us some things. And uh, because of those things, we need to be very much aware of what he said there. Well, for three very important reasons. For one, Christ wins, good wins, so we win. We win. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to know. Two, Satan loses. That way evil loses and all the misery in the world is gone. And three, it tells us what our eternal future is. We know through revelation what our destiny is and that Christ wins, evil loses, and we spend forever with Jesus. So I can't think of a better book in the Bible to read than the book of Revelation. I hope you are enjoying these interviews with such a variety of Bible prophecy experts. Our next question regarding the book of Revelation is a very important one. It is, what are the keys to understanding the book? Here are some of the answers we received. Well, I think the uh, the keys to understanding the book of Revelation, there's a couple of them. One is... We, we have to understand that the book of Revelation has been described as the grand central station of the Bible. It's where all the trains come in. So we really have to understand the Old Testament, a lot of the imagery that's there. We have to understand that a lot of the symbols in the book of the Revelation uh, are taken from the Old Testament, a lot of these allusions. So as we understand these things, we can understand the book of Revelation better. The other thing I think is very important is the book of Revelation is filled with symbols but the symbols that are there are symbolic of something that's literal. And we know that from the very first chapter. Jesus kind of gives us the key to interpreting it. Where you remember Jesus is standing in the middle of seven lampstands, and it says he holds seven stars in his right hand. Well, Jesus goes on to say those seven lampstands are the seven churches, and the seven stars are the messengers of those seven churches. So Jesus, I think there's giving us the key to how, how to interpret this book. He's saying when you see a symbol in this book, that symbol stands for something that is literal. And so I think if we'll follow that as we go through the book using you know, the immediate context in Revelation, some of the symbols, it tells us right in the context what they are. But going back in the Old Testament, we can understand what the book of Revelation means. The thing that probably scares most people concerning the Revelation is all the symbolism that's used in it. And they look at it and they get confused and they say, well, I just don't understand. But the Bible is it's own best interpreter of what it means in symbolism. We should always take Scripture literally wherever possible, but we accept that there is certainly a lot of symbolic uh, talk in it, certainly in, in the book of Revelation. Uh, but where we find places where symbolic language is used, the best thing to do is get your concordance out and find other places in the Bible where they similar phrase is used, and the Bible itself will tell you the meaning behind that. We live in a world full of symbols. I mean, you drive down the street, every sign that you see is a symbol. It communicates a certain message. When we read something, the printed material is just a symbol. 
So we shouldn't be afraid of symbols. And the Bible, behind every symbol, is a literal meaning. And it's written in symbolic language because God intended for His people to understand it, but for it to be confusing and none, and uh, to the to the world at large, people that do not possess the Spirit of God will never understand the revelation. And so, symbolism, I guess, is probably one of the biggest problems. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I think that people should just take time, carefully, like any Bible study, carefully go through it understand uh, step by step the pieces and then eventually those pieces begin to come together and it makes a great deal of sense. One of the major keys I've found is learning uh, the table of contents in the book of Revelation. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, Jesus uh, gives the table of contents. John was commanded to write the things that he had seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. That was literally the table of contents. Chapter 1, John sees the things that were written up to that time or past tense. Chapters 2 and 3 deals with the things that are present or the present church age. And I would even say today we are still in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. Then chapters 4 through 22 deals with the things that shall be hereafter. To me, that's one of the major uh, keys into understanding the book of Revelation. I would say, Dave, the key to understanding the book of Revelation is its literal interpretation. We get into all kinds of doctrinal trouble when we approach the book of Revelation from an allegorical viewpoint, and we get into a big doctrinal mess. If the plain sense makes sense, as you say, don't look for any other sense, or you're going to end up with a lot of nonsense. And there's a lot of nonsense out there today, so we need to approach the book of Revelation from a literal, historical, and grammatical interpretation. It fits like a hand in a glove, so we should always approach it from a literal uh, interpretation standpoint. I think, first of all, you have to understand the structure of the book. Uh, It's got seven basic simple points to it. It opens with a preface in chapter 1. Jesus commissions John on the island of Patmos to write the book of Revelation. Secondly, it moves to a proclamation, the letters to the seven churches on the mainland of Asia Minor. Thirdly, there's a problem that has to be resolved. John is caught up into heaven in the heavenly vision. He sees a seven-sealed scroll wonders who's worthy to open the scroll. Only one person in the whole universe is worthy to do that. It's Christ, the Lamb, who appears. He's the answer to the problem. Then, fourthly, you have a process of judgment that follows. In chapters 6 through 11, Jesus opens the seven seals of judgment. Then, out of the seven seal, the seven trumpets of judgment sound. And those are the great judgments of the tribulation period that are then described in the book of Revelation. Fifthly, right in the middle of the book, you have a list of the seven symbolic players in the great end times drama so that the symbols tell you who's who and who's doing what in the end times. Six, you have the final plagues, the seven bowls of judgment uh, in chapters 14 through 19 that culminates in the fall of Babylon the triumphal return of Christ uh, and Jesus' victory at the Battle of Armageddon, and then the close of the book in chapters 20 to 22, the postscript, uh, you have the millennial kingdom and the new heaven and the new earth. There's the whole book of Revelation. It's not that hard. Our guests are responding to the question, what are the keys to understanding the book of Revelation? Okay, I, I would suggest that they begin by 
believing that God gave it and that God wants to help them and that God can help them and that God will help them and that they can understand it with God's help. Okay, and then the next thing I would say, they need to pray and get started studying it. So many never do it. They just uh, blindly dismiss it, you know. Nobody understands it, and that's the end of it. And the rest of their life, they never go back and look at it and that kind of thing. And I think that's a terrible shame because God has given it to them, and he wants them to study it, and yet they don't do it. I think people need to pray for understanding, and then I think they need to open the book, and they need to start looking. Now, a lot of people don't ever do that. Today, I would suggest to people that they get a verse-by-verse -verse commentary of the book of Revelation. Probably more than one would be a good idea. And uh, I think they ought to get a commentary that was written by someone that believes in the pre-trib rapture and the premillennial second coming of Jesus Christ. But those things will help. A uh, lot of symbols are in the book of Revelation. I think people need to... Uh, track down those symbols because they're usually explained someplace else in the book of Revelation or in another portion of the scriptures. So use the marginal notes, use the footnotes, whatever they have. Uh, use their commentaries, search the scriptures, let scripture interpret scripture. And the main thing is to get started and quit making excuses. Oh, it's not a Chinese puzzle if you do five things. One, you have to be saved, or at least being led by the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help translate the Bible for you. Two, you need to take it for its literal, plain sense meaning. Don't spiritualize it, which is number three. Don't make the Bible say what you want it to say, but let the Bible speak for itself. Four, context. You have to take everything in context. You don't pull verses from chapters and books all over the Bible. Read the context there. And Revelation is filled with symbols. So in the fifth thing, let the symbols explain themselves. And I'll give you an example. Revelation 1.20. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So let the symbols explain themselves. So if you do those five things, you'll understand Revelation. Well, the main key, I think, is to understand that it's in the future. For so long, for so many centuries... Uh, the book of Revelation was transla uh, translated, uh, <coughs> translated and understood to be uh, uh, happening at, at the now time in, in history. And wow, if you try to compare the destruction of a third of the earth with this plague and a third of the earth with that plague and, and uh, the rise of the Antichrist and so forth and so on into what's happening today, why it, it would boggle the mind and is so confusing. So once they understood that this was a futurist thing, this is something that would happen after the church is gone in the rapture, for instance, and it would happen in the future, then they could see how these things could develop and how they could happen, uh, not in our time, not in our circumstances, but in a future circumstance. Uh, and, and that, of course, means the tribulation and then the millennium and then the eternal state. That the book of Revelation is the last book in the Bible is not an accident. The position of the book is just as much inspired as what's in it. And because it's the last book of the Bible, it's implied that we need a basic working knowledge of everything that came before it. I believe that one of the keys is to have an understanding of the book of Genesis. I believe that Genesis is paramount in importance to understanding Revelation. 
I also believe that there are particular passages in the Old Testament that need attention. Uh, For example, Deuteronomy uh, Deuteronomy 28 speaks of the wandering Jew. Uh, 2 Samuel 7 speaks of the Davidic covenant. Both those things play heavily into the events that happen uh, as recorded by John in Revelation. Uh, Then, of course, there are the minor prophets and the major prophets. Those things are key. They're important. You have to have an understanding or at least a working knowledge of those things in order to understand what John is recording in the book of Revelation. Also, in the New Testament, there are some foundational uh, principles that need to be understood. A person needs to understand the book of Matthew because it was written by a Jew to the Jews. And in the book of Matthew, particularly Matthew chapter 24, there is information that is very relevant to the information that you find in Revelation. Uh, And then the epistles uh, that Paul wrote, uh, Paul talks about some things having to do with the last days and end times events. Um, And then once that's done, then a person needs to take the book and simply read it as you would read anything, a novel, a newspaper, whatever, several times, maybe over a period of a couple weeks. Once that's done, then the, the student needs to sit down and study it. See, there's a big difference between reading it and studying it. And study it, taking notes, comparing what that person uh, sees in Revelation with what has already been said in the previous 65 uh, books. So when you take all those things, you you come to the idea that there is some preparation that's needed to understand what is there. Absolutely impossible to understand it, in my opinion, without a basic understanding of those first books. I was all over this uh, when I first really started studying the Bible. And I ran into an individual uh, called Dr. Henry Morris. And he read or wrote a book about Revelation, and he said as a claim about Revelation, he said, this is almost a quote, not word for word, but he said, some people believe that Revelation is hard to understand. They are wrong. Revelation is not hard to understand. It's just hard to believe. Those who will believe it will understand it. So my admonition to anybody that asks the question, read Revelation and believe it. Don't allegorize it. Don't spiritualize it. Just take it at its face value and it'll make sense. As we bring our program to a close, let me quickly summarize the answers to the two questions that we pose to our experts. First, why is it important to read the book of Revelation? The answer is that it assures us that the cosmic battle between God and Satan will be won in behalf of believers when Jesus returns. Or to put it another way, Jesus is returning and we win in the end. The second question was, what are the keys to understanding the book of Revelation? Well, one is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Another is a belief that God wants you to understand it. But the most important is to accept it for its plain sense meaning. Just don't play games with it by spiritualizing its meaning. I hope you'll be back with us next week when we present our panel of experts with two more questions about the book of Revelation. The first will be, what is the theme of the book? The second will be, what do they think about the very strange preterist interpretation of Revelation that says all its prophecies were fulfilled in 70 A.D.? when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. Well, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for your redemption is drawing near. 
If you would like to learn more about the book of Revelation, please consider Dr. Reagan's comprehensive survey entitled Wrath and Glory. In this easy-to-read book, Dr. Reagan takes you through the book of Revelation one chapter at a time and clearly explains the meaning of each chapter, relying on a literal, plain-sense interpretation. The book also contains Dr. Reagan's responses to the most commonly asked questions about Revelation. You can secure a copy of this book for a gift of $15 or more plus the cost of shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time Monday through Friday or you can place your order at our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministry, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy.